Yeah, I yeah I have basically some uh, some Arkham Horror stuff, some notebooks, yeah, uh, some packages of uh, sleeves, yeah. some uh, some of my theses <laughs> that I never gave away to anyone are lying here. On the Sorry, table. some some of your what? My thesis. <laughs> I have. I thought you said feces. That thesis, thesis is a plural of thesis, right? No, no, no. I thought you said feces. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, it's not. It's not quite at that level yet, uh, at least. So. <laughs> there's still like there's still some of my feces that I haven't given away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... I'm so pleased I hit record early. And welcome to the Nordic Keyforge podcast. Uh, my name is Jason, the Captain Kirk, and I am here with uh, my co-host and fellow Keyforger, Jonas. Don't forget friend. And friend. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? Of course we're friends. I mean, we've we've met in person now. Of course we're friends. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Hydro? You, uh, you, you're awake for this late, late night recording. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Working a lot, but uh, uh, yeah, for a change. So <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing when, you know, trying to do a podcast and have a full-time job at the same time. I mean, really, really tough going. Yeah, we should just recover and live on all the podcast uh, retires or retire and, and live on all the podcast money we're making like we could live like kings on, on so all this wait, cash that's coming in are we making money from this yeah yeah i mean it's it's such we are making wow. so much money uh, in this business I know. we don't even have patreon while we're doing so well i love this um cool yeah well welcome to oh, i think we're episode 49 the next one's episode 50 we're gonna have to do something big uh, we keep promising we never do. Um, <laughs> but episode 49, we've got a fun episode today. We are going to be returning to our um, run through the Winds of Exchange um, houses uh, for this for the new set, uh, doing a deep dive, talking about the cards and everything as well. However, it's pun time. How is your how has your forge night been? Uh it's been quite good. Uh, I played two matches in the NKFL, or three matches, I guess. Yes, I played. It would have been three matches. It's been three weeks since we last met, which obviously is our fault, but we've been traveling, we've been busy, we've been working. Yeah. Life has happened. Yeah. We're so forgiven. I played against Stoffe in Gold Alpha, and I beat him. I don't remember if it was 2-1 or 3-0. No, 3-0. Uh, and then the week after that, I played against Karen, and that was my first loss in the season so far. Oh, wow. Uh, I played 1-2 against her. She played very well. And maybe I made some mistakes with my bands. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. And then finally, I played against uh, Gunginir, who I always have quite close games with. And we are about 50-50 on who wins when we face mm. off. But this time, I managed... I managed to win that match 3-0. So, oh, so that's, that's good. That puts me in a good situation for the last week. I'm right now at the top of the table, 
but my key difference is not so good. So I need to basically, mm, if I win 2-1 in my last match, then I'm safe. If I win 1-2, well, with safe, I mean I'm one of the top two and will qualify for Diamond. If I if I lose 1-2, I will probably miss Diamond. So basically, mm. just have to win 2-1. Easier said than done, but because... Yeah. It was the, it's against play... a second, yeah. It's against a guy who has been leading the the, the league or the sorry or the division until now. So yeah. until this week, big so... game against Viper. Karen is also at the top there. Um, yeah. still on the same as Fighter. Twelve wins for six, and she's up against uh, Mister K-pop. So could Karen Brown be taking down the podcast hosts one at a time? Yeah, um, I mean, she's 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 recruited two of us, and actually, then she's I, 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 you know, I might actually spoil something. I think they already played their match. <laughs> oh, have they? I think so. Okay. Uh, well, we'll have to find out. Let's try and find that result. Actually, uh, I, so yeah, I don't know if it was said. I, I guess it was said in publicly. They said <laughs> the <laughs> Mr. K-pop said it in, or Linus said it in our podcast discord at least or yeah no actually me or or did he tell me on tco when i don't remember he told me at least just just shows how much we are um uh basically the conclusion is that uh, karen, karen is, won to one yes so yeah. she's in no, a very good did. spot to progress. she she was yeah she was very happy about both of the wins um against you and against uh, Alina. So yeah, I'm guessing okay. she's basically qualified. She's uh, basically qualified and, because and the the top two people who can, the other top two in the top three are playing against yes. each other. So yes. depending on uh, if I if I win, then it's me and her who yeah. qualify. Or if Swiper wins, it's Swiper mm. and her who qualify. Yeah. So. Have you been playing any more Keyforge outside of the NKFL? No, I was supposed to play the. The final in the Triad League on the KFPL server on Sunday, but uh, we had to reschedule. We're playing it this weekend instead. Oh, exciting! So you another KFPL qualification championship champion. Yeah, excellent. Well, my Forge Knight has not gone to plan at all. Um, since the big win, the big subject, the thing that we talked most about, um, we didn't plan to talk most about it in the last episode, uh, was my victory over, uh, Carl Algonon here, uh, which I was super happy about. I have lost this late last three games. I am now bottom of bronze and going into the last week and no way of staying in silver so i have not had a good forge night at all i i even lost three nil last week against um three dark tidings decks of jokers as well oh. so i just not i have not had um some good games they've been two of them were really close but yeah, and even against Pinna, um, that one of them could have gone either way, mm-hmm. and against um, uh, Dinobot, the um, one game against him, 
yeah um he he kind of there was a turning point in that game and i was just like okay yeah i might feel more comfortable down in back down in bronze so but you know there's so many so much good talent so many good players so many good decks in this league as well however however my key forging in the rest of uh in other competitions has actually been going really well i um it's playing uh jay Philippeg in the um losers bracket of the reversal straight reversal and i believe i've got two more games if i win the next two games i'm back in the final um against that one so i've actually been doing really well in the reversal one just because i just you know i have i have bad decks and so that's why i do well at reversal um so and i kind of i went down to second it was a very close game um uh, that i lost in the, the top so you know hopefully i'll be able to meet the finalists there and also in the losers bracket of the kfpl qualifying uh league the best of three archon uh, the new one that started last night. I beat or two nights ago. I beat Ugluk. Ug, Ugluk. Um, his ninety-seven SAS deck nice. with one of my seventy-eight SAS decks. Nice. Uh, best of three, and I was like, I didn't even look at the SAS of his deck. He just turned up with his deck and played. And I, I, I played the deck that um, I think you commented on it before or you and Carl commented on before in the last episode where with the angry mobs where I use the angry mobs to get most of my as much of my deck as I can in my archives and then use um the disc recurrent recurrence to kind of bring that and archive it and and everything and so I could just I kept on bouncing back everything I needed and it just turned out really really well so um I I've, I feel pretty good about that one. Um, so was there something, <clears throat> was there like an, a weakness in your opponent's deck that you exploited or was it I you couldn't deal with all your creatures or, or what was I don't, th- th- I lost the first game and I thought, okay, well, this isn't going to go well. Um, and I lost the first game because he just, he just flooded the board and I couldn't do anything about it. I have no um, Ember control. And so the second time, I basically just did what I could to keep the numbers on his board down um, because he had he had so many. So Quintrino Flux, is, which isn't classed as a board wipe, was my only kind of real board wipe that, that I had. And it was it was good enough to um, do that. And I could kind of recur that a few times. So um, I think maybe creature control he didn't have so much of, but because he the first game he was... Um, control on the board so much I was able to um, I, I wasn't able to keep my cute creatures out long enough to actually do anything with So basically your, your your matchup was two decks with lots of creatures in each of them but yeah, not basically. that many creature control cards that's an interesting matchup because yeah. fighting becomes very important uh, Yeah, exactly, and, exactly and like taking control of the board and like reaching a critical like a critical mass where your opponent can't come back yes what those matches are all about yeah that, that i think those are really fun yeah definitely and this was this was a mass mutation versus aoa his was an aoa deck um i've actually been challenged recently like someone um was saying to me that you know their their way is going to fight until you can uh, fight until you can't fight anymore and then reap um and i don't always play that way because 
I like the big boards that you have to set up, which has actually been one of my weaknesses in the NKFL this this season, where I've had too many decks where I have to set the board up before I can do anything with it. So I like to reap to house cheat and get the most out of my board. So I keep thinking, well, if I if I fight, I'm gonna mess up my combo. But then there's the there's the the big thing of well actually I've got to stop my opponent before I have to I can do my thing, so I'm kind of been challenged with a bit of my play style there uh, with um, with with these competitions and this this higher level. I mean that's a general rule to reap before you fight. It holds true in a lot of situations, but yeah. this this particular matchup sounds like one where where you need to reap a bit less, and it sounds like that's what you did. So. Yeah, no, I think I think I did, and just in reaping where necessary, doing what I could, and actually the winning move was something where I didn't expect I could get. I took a while to think about it, and I could I was able to. I can't remember what it was, but I I was able to kind of house cheat, and then I drew. Is it hold the line where you draw? Mm-hmm cards dependent on how many more creatures so we had managed to get a bigger board than me i played hold the line which managed to get my garcia in hand to stop him forging and then i was able just to transport a platform um in order to kind of just get the game out of reach as well so it was very, it was actually the last game really went down to the wire of being able to to do that and so i could then get the transporter platform um out there um, as well, and just being able to reap. Um, and actually, no, I, di- I did that because I was able to get Garcia out twice. The nice thing about that deck is transporter platform is that I can double up on Garcia's um, effect. Um, so, uh, and I was able to. Um, what's the um, the this creature cannot fight Star Alliance upgrade? The upgrade, yeah. The the I can't remember what it was now, but I stuck... coil. Yeah. I I put that straight on his collector worm as soon as it came out, and yes. I was like, okay, that shut him down. However, that was the game I lost. Yeah. Anyway, so now we've bored everyone for the last four minutes about the uh, this final move of this game. Uh, we can go on. Basically, I I don't feel so bad about the NKFL side because it's such a tough league. Like we're talking like I'm looking at the the current state. I don't know if any games have been played this week. It's only Tuesday when we're recording this, but Dinobots on top with twelve. And then we have Pinna, Jolka, Boy uh, Anthony, Boygod, and Algonon all on ten point uh, ten wins. And then You just uh, need to Bru- say those names to be make me scared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and then there's Boomerang, Yali Fallon and myself in the relegation zone here. Um, me and Yali Fallon have like minus twelve key difference, so like so many three nil, um, like three ones and three three zero losses. It just hasn't gone well. So yeah, um, Silver Gamma has been a really tough one this season, and I'm even scared about going down into bronze because there's so much, so many good players and decks down there as well. So, but that's the beauty of the NKFL. Season twenty is on our doorstep obviously as well do we have any details about when season 20 is going to start uh probably (laughs) if i had (laughs) if i had had time to uh, check it but yeah 
Yeah. There's uh, season 20 is starting 27th of March is when season 20 starts. So actually we've got a good month nearly to to between actually three weeks between um, seasons this time as well, which is uh, really good. Um, I think one, one, one thing I'd hope that we could do, uh, could have done actually this season and haven't done is actually have a bit of a cl- closer look down on iron and clay divisions as well to see what's been going on down there. Cause we've got like iron, we've got like quick draw and um, David Papiani and everyone, loads of these players kind of coming up and, um yeah trying to kind of their philly Evaldus, philly number one so players that i've kind of the you can see climbing their way up um uh there so kmarch seth of agmar that have done really well in iron and even clay um you've got some people uh coming up there as well so hopefully you guys please feel free please stay around and uh play season 20 um if you're not sure if you want to play season 20 or carry on i recommend just push it at keep at it um stay take the strategy you had this season and just try and improve on it for next season because even if you had a really bad season i've said this so many times in the podcast but i i have become a better player by being a really, really bad player and being beaten time and time and time again against really good players, learning what they're doing, why are they doing well, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, getting to know your decks. So if you're new to the game and you just say, if you've really been beaten down, not feeling good, just keep at it because you're still getting to play. Um, and it's a good community as well. So yeah, keep at it and get, get into uh, registration for season 20. It's in the season 20 thing there as well. And I'm just rambling on about this as well. But um, it's, it's a good point also. Like sometimes you just have a losing streak and it's a temporary thing and it will be followed by a winning streak. Uh, like whether it's bad luck or yeah. lack of focus or whatever, you can have some games one season. Last season, I didn't do very well. I finished fifth or sixth. And uh, this season, I'm like, we finished probably in the top three in, in, in my division. So mm. uh, worst case scenario is top four. So, uh, yep. so, and I feel like I've, done really well this season so sometimes you just have a bad season and then next season everything goes well again so that's just how it is yep and if if anyone is needs to feel better about themselves i have lost double the amount of games than i have won in the nkfl in my all-time stats so you and there are people who have not been as here as long who have had way way better um stats than i have so you know you you However bad you're doing, you're not doing as bad as me. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes you feel any better whatsoever. But I play it because I love it and it's a good game. So uh, there we go. That's been our Forge Night. Uh, what's been... We, we had some news. We've had some news from GG. Uh, what are the what's news? The big news. Sky Jedi has been employed. I mean, people knew... I knew through the grapevine. I heard from from someone who knew, um, obviously. 
I, I actually uh, I didn't know until you didn't know. Okay, uh, yeah, I um I found out um a few weeks ago. Um, uh, actually, the day before he, the day that he started, actually, he put um someone gave me a hint, and I saw his tw- Sky Jedi's tweets. But that's a really good, really, really good um employment um position or a really really good i can't even talk today it's even my you know my first language so it's so really to... great acquisition from ghost galaxy bringing a sky jedi who's done so much already in the community uh and with the digital side as well he made his own game um based on reaping and and as ardent reapers wow he he uh uh, has done a lot of work looking at Keyforge text from a data point of view, like trying yeah. to reverse engineer the algorithm from the distribution of cards uh, mm. that show up in Dex and that kind of thing. And one thing I really love is his uh, uh, his Twitter account that he runs that's called uh, Collector Worms, uh, which yeah. is basically just scraping the the... Is that his? Yes, Scra- oh. scra- scrape, scraping the. I think it's his. <laughs> uh, scraping the the master vault for decks with triple rares, quadruple, uh, yeah. uncommons or pentuple, quintuple. Yeah, with yeah. uh, commons. Yeah, and you, know you can. I'm, I'm following that account, and the thing that made me react the most to that was someone found a deck with four Sarian, Sarian, um, <laughs> uh, was it Sauropods? Yes. Uh, Trojan Sauropods. I was like, oh, I need, I need to play that deck. There was also a deck with five uh, John Smith and not a single uh, non-agent Martian creature. <laughs> <laughs> and you just uh, have uh, really funny things like that. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, go follow, go follow... Uh, Collector Worms. Yes. And Collector Worms one of my favorite Mars cards. So, um, yeah. yeah. Will it be... Is it in Winds of Exchange? I cannot remember. We'll have to... We'll, 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 I'll have a look at the card list in a second, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're kind of obviously still waiting for the decks, but I am just getting really excited about the return of this game. Um, I talked to someone new last night, um, and I'm going to give him some decks um, and, and, and everything. So I got to go through and remind myself about you know the the fun of this game and playing with cards in real life mm-hmm. i had the two wins of exchange decks on me so i actually was trying to teach a new player um it was like what's this card the token i was like okay let's let's get to that later <laughs> um yeah it's exciting great 26 minutes in let's start talking about our main subject hi joe what are we talking about today right so today we're talking about the big return uh, do you remember there was a, in a vault tour or something like that? They were uh, after when Worlds Collide had been announced. They had like <laughs> they they staged like a protest, something like "Bring Back Mars." They had <laughs> uh, they had like uh, there were some photos. They had like uh, a banner that said "Bring Back Mars," <laughs> and finally they got their wish. Mars is back. Yeah, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, and I think yes. I think I'm most excited about the return of Mars than I am about the new house. So the thing I love about Mars always has been the flavor of the house, like this mm. B movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mars flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and uh, this uh, if you read the lore the kind of life in mars okay it's said from my point of view but it seems like it sucks in many ways like they are mm. uh, they they don't have any own will uh, they are bound to what the elders say and the, even the elders are bound to this highly collectivist uh, there they are not allowed to f- do what they want they have to no. only further the goals of of more of, of the colony basically um, and that's something they're playing around with now because finally we have some martians rising up in rebellion and that's a big team of mars in the set uh the rebels uh coming yes. out uh fighting against uh yeah fighting against uh, life under the elders yeah uh, and uh, let's talk about to start with Let's focus on the token creatures that Mars brings into the fray. So we have Grunt, which is a blank creature with three power. We have the Rebel, which is a one power creature, which has the after reap ability deal one damage to a creature. That was a Rebel. And then finally we have the Researcher, who is a one power creature that says... Omni, reveal a Mars card from your hand and archive it. So. But yeah, that's the three. The th- and then obviously we have the blorb. We have the blorb, but we've talked a lot about the blorb before. So I think I, I thought we would skip the blorb. So. No, not skip the blorb. That's so cute. <laughs> of these three common, a... common Mars tokens, which one is your favorite? Rebel. I'll I'll just say that straight out. I think Rebel Rebel on paper looks like my favourite um, uh, because um, yeah, it's it feels the most useful. It feels like the one you're going to use the most. Although on paper, I would have said research it without before I ever had a chance to play Rebel because the hmm. Winter Exchange deck that I have played with um, and against is is the Rebel. And it's it really raises the expected ember that you get from your deck. If you've got good token generation, after reap, deal one to a creature. So it's you're you're gaining ember and you're dealing damage. You're you're able to and if you've got a whole if you call them if you've got a whole load of um a whole board of these tokens, you can reap reap, 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 reap and take out some of the the bigger creatures um on on your board so i've really enjoyed rebel however they haven't it's not amazing in all matchups yeah the thing i personally i feel with one power it's just so easy to die and I, true. I, ah, okay, yeah, that is true. And actually, that's I in the deck I do have. I'm going to find what the card is um, now. It's the one that gives um, a rebel. Uh, it's a there we go. The Ironix banner. Mm. Um, each friendly Ironix creature and a rebel is uh, Ironix um, gets one power and one armor. So with the Ironix banner down, then they do you did get a bit more more value out of that yeah i think that's a big reason why (laughs) why it's proven so useful for you because i think without that banner i think it's going to struggle actually a lot of the time 
mm-hmm. is my guess. Yeah. I haven't played with it, so I don't know. But that's my guess. Yeah. But, but but yeah. The other the other thing here, actually, I think on the downside, I realised is is you, it's not you may deal one. It's after we deal one damage to a creature. So you if if you've only got tokens out, and you've got a blank board, your opponent doesn't have any creatures out. You're gonna have to knock your own. You get after reap and destroy itself. After reap, destroy itself. Um, so yeah, okay, yeah. But that one is also maybe good. This is something we have discussed before about to having an escape. The, yeah. yeah, having an escape plan for your tokens if you are about to shuffle and you have a really important card on the other yeah. side over there. And okay, you can fight with them, but here you can reap and get an amber and still and recycle it. And, so and, and and take it off the board and. Yeah, first like you thought about this. It's almost like you like you've played with all of these cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I like I like the re- I like what researcher though. I like the the thought of researcher. The fact that it's an omni is great because you can just reveal you can just archive your thing. It's an omni effect. Reveal a mask card from your hand and archive it. Mm. Now the thing that confuses me is is it. Is it an om- is it just an omni action? It's like uh it's so like a creature. Exa- you with exhaust omni. it. You yeah. exhaust it to reveal a mask card. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you can do it on any of the other house's turns as well. Yes. Yeah. So basically that one really reminds me of the rare artifact incubation chamber that has been in Mars for a while. Which has That's... Yes, that is the artwork I know is done by Balance Sheet because it's amazing. Mm. That's the one that um, says you can do this thing, but only for creatures. Like yes. you can, you can show, you can reveal a creature, uh, a marsh creature, and if you do, uh, you archive it. And it's an omni, so you can, you can use it on the other. If you have two other houses, you can use it on a non-marsh turn to get marsh cards out of your hand. And it's actually really good this artifact because it's. You you basically draw one extra card per turn because you archive yep. a card per turn, uh, or at least per non-March turn. Um, yeah, and this one uh, you can get a lot of them, so it can potentially be more than one per turn. It can be two or three cards per turn, mm-hmm. and also it's not limited only to creatures, but it's any Mars card. So, so that can if you have two of these out, you may not have to call Mars. Mm, that's true. For, Clear your deck out for five turns. In the, you can have a two-house yeah. deck, basically. Uh, so I think that could be potentially really powerful. But I guess that's also the reason why they made it one power, so it's very easy mm. to kill. Uh, yeah. I would, I yeah. would say, just looking. If I, if I had not played with these cards, I would say the researcher is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But after playing with them in the playtesting, I am going to maybe say that my favorite is the grunt. Believe it or not, the oh, really? blank, the uh, blank three power creature. Is that because just because it's three a three power creature? It so can basically. Can... It's the most powerful token creature that doesn't have a downside, so it can fight and kill. Okay. Every other token creature that is not a, a berserker or a, a dinosaur, one of the two big dinosaur creatures. Uh, so in a set that's going to make really big boards, being able to fight with your token creatures against your opponent's token creatures and have them survive 
is going to yes. be quite important. Uh, and this is something I've noticed both when I played decks with the grunts and played against the grunts, that they were always a threat because they were not easy to get rid of. And the other thing is Mars in this set and in previous sets has a lot of cards that synergize with friendly Mars creatures in play. Yes, yes. And being able to get out a lot of Mars creatures, even on non-Mars turns, through your token creation effects, can really synergize a lot with mm. those cards. And I think that's that's an easy one to miss, but I think that one can be really... Like in this set, they reprint, uh, they reprint Psychic Network, which says for each friendly Mars creature, steal one. Normally, it's quite hard to steal more in, in Nature of Ascension and... and um, uh, or sorry, it's not in. I think it's only in Kota. Uh, in Kota, it's really hard to steal very many with it because you yeah. need to have Mars creatures survive for a turn, and then you play it. But when you yeah. can play one or two, when you can make one or two grunts every turn, even if you're not playing Mars, you can really, if you have a copy of Psychic Network in your in your deck, yeah, they really become a threat. Uh, the, all these grunts like leave them alone and i will steal five out of nowhere mm. so then yeah 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 i mean that 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 with the psychic network it brings huge scaling amber control yeah and with there are strong tokens yeah and there are other there are other that's just one example there are other cards like that as well in mars so yeah so oh I yeah start, yeah yeah so um, yeah i think uh, i have high hopes for grunts believe it or not I know a lot of people don't like it. Uh, I know a lot no. of people said this card is meaningless. Why does this exist? I would say give the ground a chance. That's, <laughs> that's my tip. <laughs> Sorry, that's me grunting. <laughs> okay, yes, you I'm gave the ground a chance. <laughs> you tried. Um, yeah. Okay, um, let's move on to. Uh, in I mean, these... can I just also also as well like total recall um, mm -hmm. as well can work work with that. I was just looking at the, the the cardboard here as well, looking for any other synergies that we have here. Um, uh, we the, have the hypnotic other... command coming back, I think. Yeah, hypnotic command, total recall, and then there's there's another one which I believe is Memrox the Red. Is that a new one? Your opponent's cards cannot leave your archives. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Action. Gain one for each card in your archives, which is a really good synergy, actually, with the researcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That that, that as well. So I'm, I'm probably going to make this point later as well. I do want to kind of make this point now, kind of before you make the point, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking about it, is that actually kind of going through, this is the third set that we've gone through, that it feels like the... In previous sets, it's felt like, well, you know, a few a few particular cards can define a deck, whereas it really feels like your deck is going to be defined by your token. Um, yeah, or at least it has a very high potential yeah, to or be. Or how defined. you play your deck is going to be is is going to be defined by your token, and it's going to be the balance because like, do I want to play to my token or do I want to play like against my token? To avoid doing breaches, so it's going, to, it's going to be something coming into the new set to um, to really to really think about. Um, and my uh, tip, when in doubt, play to what your deck wants to do. That's yeah. So yeah. 
most not always but most of the time play to the tokens would be my advice yeah 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 yeah. i'm just thinking that the fun that you could have with the researcher just uh just do that cool great so yeah should we move on to the stats yes so it's something we have it's been a while now since we didn't did one of these episodes but something we always do is we take a look at uh, the house and uh we look at it from uh, how many cards does it have that can do amber control that gain amber that destroy creatures and we compare it to the other houses in the set and also to previous iterations of the house so in this i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna say say here as well as like you say we do it you've done the work here (laughs) (laughs) i can't take any credit for 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 this we say we've done this on the podcast this is this is something that hydro has done very very well um you know that i might just be using the royal, royal we yeah, well, we should know that, but I just want to clarify this to kind of give credit where it's due. Like, this is absolutely great work. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So for for Mars, then in this set, and the one standout for Mars in Winds of a Change is creature removal. That's really where they stand out. I would say it's uh, in in. Winds of Exchange, Mars is the house with the most creature removal out of all houses. The, and the it's most also, creature removal, wow. Yes, and it's also the house, it also has much more creature removal than any previous iteration of Mars as well. Uh, I would say it's maybe the most destructive house in terms of re- removing creatures mm. of the game so far. Like even, I would say they can remove creatures better than even mass mutation this for example which is a house that's really good at removing creatures so okay uh, and the reason so for that this effects of uh, they, they bring some of those disaffects into mars uh, specific not so much uh, not so much uh, disruption but definitely destruction uh, and uh, yeah it's basically they have a lot of cards at common rarity that that just do a lot of damage to boards. My favorite of these is the one that's called Kaboom, which says, put each Mars creature into its owner's archive and then destroy each creature, gain three chains. So basically, that's a board wipe that takes away the entire board, except your Mars creatures. Which go into your archives and can come out again later. So it's kind of a one-sided board wipe, though you can't play those creatures until later. Except then also if your opponent plays Mars, then it's not as good. But this card is going to be really good against decks without Mars. Because you clear out the entire... Yeah. And if your token is Mm -hmm. Mars token... Mm -hmm. Because you're you're bringing everything else as well yes. back into your archives. Yep. So it's a really powerful board control card. It saves your creatures, and it allows you to get tokens back if you have Mars tokens back and play them as non tokens. So yeah, it's it's a really fun card, and it costs three chains, which is similar to Gateway. But I think the effect is probably better than Gateway. Mm. In oh, some, it's so much better than Gateway, yeah. Some, I mean, in some situations, it's worse. If your opponent is player two and they start for Mars creatures, 
it doesn't help you. The gateway could help you. So there are some situations where the gateway is better. But mm-hmm. I think overall, I like this more than gateway. Uh, it's got a similar feel to it as with as Axiom of Grisk, though. Because Ax- yes. Axiom of Grisk is also one of those cards which it's a board wipe, but it's not the best board wipe because it doesn't help you against the exalted ember. Right. And the and every, all the ember and stuff. As soon as you 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 get em, you've captured ember, you're safe against Axiom. So so this, like Axiom though, isn't the same. It, it's it's better than Axiom. But I would say it's. Just, I think that's a very good comparison. Both this card and Axiom has the potential to be a very one-sided board wipe. Mm. But it comes at the cost of not being able to deal with every enemy board you could imagine. Yeah. Yes. Like there are some enemy boards where it doesn't have very much. Uh, so I think that's a really, really good comparison. Uh, it happens now and then. Yeah. Another comparison I would make is a comparison between Scoop Up and uh, Imp Lotion in in Mass Mutation. Uh, Scoop Up is a set card that says put a friendly non-Mars creature and an enemy non-Mars creature into your archives. So it's a way to take a friendly creature and an enemy creature out of play, just like Implosion. And you get an Amber Pip for it, just like Implosion. And then it has some extra... It's kind of you put an enemy creature into your archives, which is a mechanic Mars has had for a long time. So it's like a kind of pseudo-purging thing. Mm -hmm. And it also has the potential to work with your own token creatures because you can take a token creature back and play it as the card is. So that's a really fun card. And that's also common. Uh, And in addition, we have Ammonia Clouds reprinted at common, which is three creature to everything. That's going to wreck so many token boards. Yes. Uh, Oh, definitely, definitely. And we have the Genetic Blast, I think it's called, which is a, which is a, uh, it gives a pip and it says you name, you you choose a creature and every creature that shares a house with it takes two damage or something like that. So not house, a name. So, so, so you can say, if your opponent has Blorb, you can say Blorb and it is two damage to all of their Blorbs and you can wipe out their tokens. And that's also a common so, very very good card. It's in the Winds of Exchange deck that I have um, with with Mars in, and I really, I mean, obviously the whole point of that is you know it's it's a it's a, it's a token target. Hmm. Um, well, but even even against against dinosaurs, I guess. And no, I mean even oh, against the same name. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but still, you can deal two damage to a creature, so it's still doing something. You can kill a hunting mm. witch with it. Yes. You can kill a dusk witch with it. So it, it has a really high ceiling and it still has a pretty okay floor. Uh, it can allow you to kill one two-power creature. And there are a lot of two-power creatures you really need to kill. So, yeah. And all of these are commons. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I think Very they nice. will really shine for people who like mm. uh, it creature like control. Mars... It, it, we're going to get the best out of Mars in its common level then. Yes, they have a lot of really, really? strong common cards in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, another thing they do is I think they have the second most artifact control in the set. Yeah. Uh, because uh, most yeah. is in Equidon, they have a common, but Mars has an uncommon because 
this excellent card from Age of Ascension, Destroy Them All Returns, which allows you to take out a creature, an artifact, and an upgrade. Uh, so that's a really good card. And then you also have yeah. the Revu Hooligans. Uh, it's, a, it's a rare card. I think it's a creature. And after it, I th I'm guessing a bit what it does. Yes, here. It's a four-power elusive creature, so it's quite hard yes. to kill. And it says after you reap, you can basically... Put a paint counter on an artifact. Yes. And While when... that artifact has a paint counter, it belongs to House Mars. So well, basically... Nice. So you don't destroy it, you're just changing its house, which means they can't use it if they don't have Mars in their deck. Exactly, which a lot of decks are not going to have, especially from Mass Mutation or World's Glide. Uh, ah. So it's a really nice way to remove your mm. opponent's artifacts from being able to be used. And in yeah. addition, if you, have a house, if you have a deck that wants to play Mars over and over again, you can use it on your own artifacts to make them into Mars and use them on your Mars turn. Or just a, an artifact, mm -hmm. you can use it once, or you can use it on that turn, basically. So so mm. it's always yeah. better to use something now than later. So so yeah, that's a really fun card. Uh, so yeah, basically a lot of creature removal and also uh, quite good artifact control comparatively. Uh, but when it comes to uh, Amber Gain, they are not really one of the highest in the set, but they basically, in terms of Amber Gain, there are two houses that have a lot of it, and all the others are still quite okay. Uh, so it's not really far behind uh, the best houses. And it's they have a lot more Amber Gain than previous Mars, I would say. Uh, and when it comes to Amber Control, again, they are not the house with the most Amber Control, but they have... They, they have about the typical amount of amber control for world for this set winds of mm -hmm. exchange and it's a lot more cards at low rarity that can stop a key than mars has yeah. had in the past uh, and also they have a lot of really impactful uh cards that can stop a key specifically yeah. i'm thinking of mix the tall minded which is a common creature that has five power and it says, for each Mars creature you control, your opponent's keys cost plus one. So I think this card has the potential to be basically the Edai of this set, uh, because Love this it. is this is this card is a, is a common. Yeah. So you can get multiples of them. So if you have one of these and two Mars creatures. Cost goes up two. If you have two, wow. yeah. it goes up four, and so it just scales the more you have. And the other thing is, of course, you can have ten Mars creatures if you have a Mars token, no yeah. problem at all. So you can really, this card can really, and especially if they're grunts, because grunts are going to be hard to remove. Yes, this is one of uh, the cards I had in mind when I said that grunt, yeah, synergizes with many cards in this set. Um, Mm. So I think this card is going to be really good to stop your opponent's last key, and it's also yeah. going to be really good if your opponent bursts to twelve amber when they and they don't have a key cheat, and you can mm. say 
bam, your key costs 10. Pay up. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's also there's there's also going to be a, a good a, a balance there between how much you allow you to destroy your own board if you're trying to control the game and or especially trying to close out a game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a... Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting card, um, but I think it will be... I think it will turn out to be very powerful in decks that can use mm. it well. Uh, Mars is... Really is one of those houses. I mean, what a lot of people have actually. You said this is a criticism about Mars in, in in the past. Is actually, you know, we've said this before tonight. We don't, they they don't play well with other houses, of course. However, it feels like they're doing so much more within their house than they have done before. Mm-hmm. Like if you can kind of just get a Mars token deck, you can really just con- control the game with Mars and just play Mars. Um, and have a have a lot of fun here. And we haven't even mentioned. We're going to probably mention these in a little bit. The some of the big chase cards as well. There's just yeah. I, I want to mention another key control card at Common, which is a reprint that is uh, uh, Mars Needs Amber, which uh, which basically it says each enemy damaged non Mars creature captures one from its own side. Mm. It was originally in Age of Ascension, and it didn't do yes. that much, in my opinion. But now it's in a set where Ammonia Clouds is also common. So you're mm. going to have yeah. decks with Ammonia Clouds, and and it's it's going to be as common as Gang Notes, or even more common than Tribute and Exile, for example, because it's yes. two commons in one house. Uh, and I think yeah. that that can be a really nice combo, especially uh, in a meta where people like to play a lot of creatures. You you play the ammonia clouds. Okay, some of them die. That's fine. That's good mm-hmm. as well. And but some of them survive and get damage, and then you make them all capture from their own side on your opponent's yes. side. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a really fun combo. I'm looking forward to seeing all these damage effects in Mars combined yeah. with. Yeah. You've also got. I'm just looking for another couple of other cards that can do this, like Mothership Support um, mm-hmm. is back here. Each friendly, for each friendly, friendly ready Mars creature, deal two to a creature. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that one you had also in Age of Ascension that combo. Yeah, I mean that's why it's, it's another. It's a reprint mm-hmm. coming back, but it's another mm-hmm. one of those kind of you know doing small amounts of damage to everything. Uh, and actually, if you if you've got rebels. Mm-hmm. As well, you can just you know reap with all the mm-hmm. rebels, mm-hmm. Deal, deal one damage to everything, and mm-hmm. hit them with Mars needs Ember. Mm-hmm. So that's a card I'm really looking forward. To. That's a big Amber control card yeah. at Common. So they have two yeah. really big Amber control cards at Common uh, yeah. that are not always going to be good, but when they are good, they're going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. Nizic Resonator. That's no, that's an uncommon. Yeah. Yes, say, that's that's, that's a reprint from Age of Ascension, but it's yeah. a really good creature as well. It gains. It says yeah. your opponent's keys cost plus two for each. No, sorry, for, for each, each neighbor, neighbor this creature has. Yes. Your, so you can basically very easily make your opponent's keys cost eight or ten. Uh, yeah. So it's a good way to stop a key, or it's a good way to tax a key. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, really fun card to have back. So all, all of these with with mix yeah. and the resonator. To raise up your opponent's key cost, and with cards like Martian's Amber and Hypnotic Command or or Psychic Network to steal it back, 
you can really do a lot of fun things with Amber Control in Mars, I would say. I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing that play out. Uh, at least being on the side that plays Mars. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not maybe I'm not looking forward to being the player <laughs> who goes against up against Mars, something yeah. like that. <laughs> no, no. I mean this the, the art I'm just been focusing on the artifacts that are coming out, the new some of the new artifacts that are coming into the set. Um yeah, are we I don't know, have you got more stats that we want to talk about before we start? I think the other ones are not so uh, no. they're not so notable. It's like creature power for Mars is about the same as in previous sets and it's about middle of the road in this set. Yeah. Uh and uh, yeah, one thing I want to mention that I think is a fun flavor is that they have uh, two cards that have upgrade hate. They have uh, I already mentioned destroy them all which can destroy an upgrade. And they also mm-hmm. have a big magnet, which is a new kind of mechanic in that it allows you to take control of enemy upgrades. I feel a certain amount of attraction to that one already. Where is it? Uh, it's, uh, let's see, it's basically A1 in in the document. Oh, yeah, the first card. Yes. There we go. Choose a friendly creature. Um, take control of each upgrade in play and move it to that creature. That's very. I love that card. Yes, and uh, it's it's rare, so we're, you're not going to see it super often. But I think it's quite funny because from a, from a flavor point of view, Mars and Star Alliance kind of represent opposites. Star Alliance is all about inclusion, working together, mm-hmm. uh, reaching out to others, and Mars is all about isolating yourself and not allowing strangers. So th- there's been a lot of speculation: how will these two houses? Interact, yeah. and then it's kind of fun that uh, upgrades is one of the big strengths of of Star Alliance, and Mars has two upgrade hate cards to kind yes. of play up this rivalry between these houses. I think that's the, both of these cards. One is uncommon, and one is rare, so they're not going to be super common. But still, I think it's a fun flavor thing. I don't yeah. even know if it's if it was something they did on purpose, but yeah. I. I uh, Mars only has three upgrades as well that I can count on here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and none of them are common, I guess, or is one of them common? Um mm. no. Uh, I think two uncommons and a rare. Uh Revolution, this creature and each creature with the same name as it gain after we deal two damage to an enemy creature. Um, and then you've got Red Planet Raygun, which I think is a reprint. Mm-hmm. Um, this which gains reap one, reap, choose a creature, deal one to that creature for each Mars creature in play. And then you have a new card, Ironix Propaganda. After this creature gains, after fight, after reap, make a token creature. Right. So, and that, unless I've missed something here in the the sheet that we have they only have the three so that's something that is taking and actually looking at the artwork there's kind of star alliance type gadgets being mm. sucked in as well aha uh-huh. for for big magnets so it yeah, seems for like big, for big magnets so it feels like that they're, they're, they're bringing in some of the star alliance um you know Upgrade hate. I think Ironix propaganda is a common, not an uncommon. Just uh, 
we said it, it was. Oh yes, yeah, so that 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 is true. The um, the this quite a small. Let's try and this this. this but uh, I think all of those Mars upgrades actually they have they synergize with this ability because yes. you can uh, reap with you can put they are reap abilities. You can put them on That's one creature, yeah. reap with it, use the ability, and then suck them onto another creature and use the ability again. So, mm-hmm. so uh, actually they they work with the upgrades that Mars bring yes. into the set. So that's really fun. So oh, yeah. Oh, very nice. That's rare. That yeah. big magnet is it rare. Yeah. yeah. Fun rare. Not super like powerful, yeah. but you can have a lot yeah. of fun with it in some situations, which is just what wow. we want rare cards to be like. Very much so. Very much so. But that's I think it for the stats. That's for the stats. Great. Yeah, I mean some of the, some of the artifacts. We'll just like focus on some of these artifacts for a moment. The you have the Nyon Outpost. Put a friendly creature on bottom of its owner's deck. If you do make two token creatures, I mean, they, they they've uh, the M- MK two generator uh, enters play ready. Action, make a token creature. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really putting space. No, that's that, that's not uh, an artifact. Um, so yeah, that's sorry. actually another stat I forgot to mention. They have about the same amount of token creation cards as the other houses, but they're all kind of very reliable. Like mm. every house has a, a a card that creates token creature and then has a condition under which it gets archived. Every yes. house, and I would say Mars has the best one of those. They have clone home, which says make a token creature if you have more creatures than your opponent or have clone home. So that one can really fast get out of hand. If you have two of those, you can make two token creatures every turn. And as you make those token creatures, you're going to get ahead on the board. You're going to be more likely to to be able to reuse it. So I, I believe the woe deck I have with Marzin actually has two clone homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and also this this Ironix outpost post that you mentioned was that the name the outpost that Nyon outpost Nyon outpost uh, that one is really good as well making two yeah two token creatures my favorite my favorite 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 one so far um, just because I've I've played with it and it, and it, and it is so much fun is the um, where is it replay pod. Mm-hmm. Each friendly Marge creature gains destroyed. Place this creature face down under replay pod. Action. Put each card under replay pod into your hand and put a replay pod. Mm. I mean, it's just, yeah, being able to bring all these cards back into your hand. Arch, you know, it's it's like a little separate archive and you choose when to bring it back in. And it's a board wipe insurance, kind of, like your opponent wipes the board. That's okay. I will put them in this pod and then I will bring them all out at once one when my opponent is out of creature mm. control. Uh, and yeah. it's a really fun card. I think into, I think it will be very skill testing because you really need to think about when to trigger this ability. If you wait too long because you want to build up a really big, a really big uh, amount of cards under there, maybe you wait so long that the game is already decided by the time you trigger it. So you need to balance building up a big amount of cards there and making use of it while you still have a chance to win the game. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, that's an excellent card. 
very very good um and then yeah we've got some some other big ones coming back in what's your chase card so in terms of what i am most i am going to chase decks with multiple mixed tall minded that's my chase i think uh very nice uh, i've got two oh so do you want to yeah no that that's that's it that's yeah yes i i'm loving the mem memrox the red mm -hmm. um your opponent's cards five crew it's a five power creature your opponent's cards cannot leave your archives um which is just great when you're archiving cannot leave your archives yeah so you can still you can still take your archives your archives but then you your your opponent doesn't get mm -hmm. theirs back um i'm so gutted that collector worm isn't in this set because <laughs> that would be great and then action gain one for each card in your archives again it's 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 the it's another red eye e die mm -hmm. um effect um uh, there the other one is the Nautilixian. now we haven't talked about this yet because there's there's this this is this is the big this is the band this is um uh brecon in mm -hmm. mars mm -hmm. um but we this is i think this is what people are calling the power rangers mm -hmm. um and you have the aeronauts green purple red and white aeronauts and they all have their different other ones but they come in a set with the Nautixillion. Now, Nautixillion is a six-power creature, four shield, four armor. It cannot be used unless you have one or more friendly Mars creatures this turn. You have used one or more friendly Mars creatures this turn, so you've got to, yeah. Each friendly pilot creature cannot be dealt damage or destroyed, so it, the the Power Rangers are protected by their their, their big robot um and these other ones are just great like the green isn't it they have has an action uh, a friendly nautixillion gains splash attack three for the remainder of the turn mm -hmm. so you kind of have to use one of these um with it but then yeah you need to you can fight with it or you can use the action i guess so, action ward and fully heal a friendly Nautixillion is the white one. Mm -hmm. So the funny thing about these creatures is like the the Nautixillion, he cannot do anything on its own because you no. need to use uh, one of the pilots to use him. Uh, but he makes all of the other ones invisible, invincible basically because they cannot... Yes. Uh, they cannot be damaged or destroyed while he's while he is in play. So exactly, yeah. So basically, and then the funny kind of tension with these cards is when you have him in play, these cards he protects all these pilots that can reap and gain amber, and and they have to take out this really big guy to get rid of these creatures. But you also have these action abilities, so you have to choose between mm. reaping with them or using the action abilities to to most of them buff this guy up yeah uh yeah. The, especially the one that ward him 
and uh, it's going to be very it's the one that i think is going to be the one where you most often want to use uh yeah where you most often want to use the ability yeah and the other thing is there is this one that acts as a one-sided board wipe that one is really interesting so that's the, the purple one. After four friendly pilot creatures are used in the same turn, a friendly now taxi now now creature gains after fight destroy each enemy creature for the remainder of that turn. Mm. For the remainder of that turn. So if you got a way to ready him and use him again, you pop wards and yeah. do that. And even again. even if you even if you can't deal with all the wards because you can just use him one, that's still pretty good, especially because he's so hard to kill. Yeah. So you're likely going to be able to use him the next turn again, yeah. especially if you fully heal and ward him or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the, and the other nice thing is that the red aeronaut, um, the, the the red Power Ranger, play, search your deck and discard pile for a Nautaxillion and put it into play and then shuffle your deck. Right. So you don't you you don't just need to wait to get that in hand. You could also get the red one in hand, and search him. You can discard him if it's not time for him yet. If he or if he gets destroyed, the red one can bring him back. Mm. Um, this is going to be a really really. Uh, I, I want one of these decks because it just feels so much fun. Yeah, that's. I, the know, thing. I was never into Power Rangers, but I'm into the Aeronauts. Mm -hmm. I Red. think they are going to be very fun. I am not sure they are going to be very good. Uh, I need to. T I haven't played tested them actually, because no. basically you need you need them all at once, and then mm. they can be really good. Yes, but true. If you basically, if your opponent, they really need the not not Exilian himself to stick around. If he does, they are super good. But if your opponent has a card, if they have an implosion or something, then uh, they are going to feel very lackluster yeah, so no, so i think they are cards that have very high variance basically if you draw well they're going to be super strong if you draw mm -hmm. poorly they are going to feel disappointing uh, mm -hmm. yeah but that's uh, so that's interesting uh, i think they would be very fun to play uh, and it, in some decks might be really good Which which new new card are you most looking forward to open? Uh, we should kind of both the both cards we said have been yeah. Uh, we can skip that question. We have talked a lot about new cards, I guess. Yeah, exactly. What about the returning cards? I think it would be uh, uh, the returning card I'm most looking forward to is the one I mentioned before the. The Mars Needs Amber. I'm really mm. interested to see how it works in this set. Mm -hmm. What about you? I wish I could say Collector Worm. <laughs> I can't because it's not there. Yeah. Um, I think I think Total Recall becomes a lot more useful now. Um, and the other big one, I think, is Ether Spider. Hmm. Either spider. The, the ether spider is back. Um, ether spider deals no damage when fighting. Each ember that would be added to your opponent's pool is captured by ether spider instead. I. This, this is basically a witch. You can't win while your opponent has this card in play. Yep. 
unless you start the turn with enough, unless he places when you already have enough amber to win, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, I think this card, it was one of my favorite Mars creatures in Coda. Mm-hmm. But I think he will struggle a bit in this set because in Kota you had the Dominator as a common with nine power, one armor, and taunt. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So you could you could protect it. Yeah, and in this set you don't have a common taunter in Mars. You don't even have an uncommon taunter in Mars. Is there so, any rare taunt? I don't know if they reprinted Chuff Ape. Uh, if so, they have that one, but I don't know if that's the case. I can't see any taunt yeah. creatures on this. Yeah, it seems they didn't reprint Chuffape. So basically, oh, okay. so we 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 don't. There's no taunt in Mars. But, I mean, we've already said that the the creature protection is very low. Mm. Um, with Mars as well. So yeah, you're gonna need to somehow ward it or. Um, you hope you get torn in another house. Yeah, you're going to hope you have Sanctum, okay. I guess, to yep. to protect protect these guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So to finish off, are you excited to open decks with this house with yeah. Mars? Yeah. <laughs> so so excited. I feel like. I feel like Mars is gonna be so much fun. It's it's gonna be kind of the dark tidings thing. Now I'm not sure if it's gonna be if you're gonna be able to rely on Mars, but it's just it's gonna be a lot of fun to play and to do. And if you can control the board, then you're gonna be able to get to do what Mars does best because they they play off each other as mm. well. But then I like I enjoy the houses where you have to set things up. In terms of just straight speed, um, ember generation, like we said, you're not going to get much out of it. So competitive, I don't know if it's going to be competitive. Um, okay, so um, hmm. so I know. What about you? I think they have potential to be very competitive, uh, and I think so. The thing about Morris in previous sets has been they can be very competitive or they can be very bad. Uh, I would say in this set, Mars will never be bad, or it will. Very, go, oh, I definitely agree about that. Uh, or definitely well, that. never. I should never say never, but mm. compared to Kota, there is a much lower probability that you get twelve Mars cards that you can't do anything with. Uh, yeah. So they will it's still not going to be a worse colored Bob now. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, they will basically yeah. have a really high yeah. ceiling. And also when they even when they are okay, True. they are quite yeah. good. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, let, let me let me let me. So, so yes, okay, yes, competitive. I think I can say that. I don't think it's going to be a leading house in the deck though, unless your token is from Mars. Mm, that's going to help uh, a lot. Yes, if your yeah. token is Mars, it will help your deck a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But with the the other. Some of the other cars, I'm not sure. It's going to be one of those. If, if you need quick ember generation, this is not where you're going to mm. come to. You need the. You, if you like control, control decks, if you like that kind of deck, this is your. Mars is going to be really good if you can control the game. Yes, they are very good at that. That's, yeah, yeah they are yeah. more like. That's a good point. They are more 
and that's actually a change compared to let's say Kota, where they were kind of uh, they were mainly good. They didn't have a lot of amber pips, but they wanted creatures to stick around and make a lot of amber by reaping. Yeah. And yeah. here they are more about, like you say, controlling controlling the board, controlling yeah. amber. Yeah. So they have a very different role, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Or yeah, if you yeah. get if you get a good start with token generation, yeah. they can reap also, of course. Exactly, yeah, and they can still burst. I mean, they still got Mem- Memrox the Red. They still got other cards that allow them to burst. But you've got to be able to set them up as well. Mm. And that's the fun thing about setting up a good board is that you know you you get to have fun with them. Mm. Um, you're not just whacking down disc creatures that you know. At Tograth, where it's just three ember pips and just kind of getting as many pips out as you possibly can, it feels like you're going to be playing something. You yeah, you, you have to set something up, you have to execute the plan. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Great, cool. Well, this was our Mars um, deep dive into Mars for Winds of Exchange. Um, listener, what do you think? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Um, let us know in podcast channel, Facebook find us on twitter um please don't find out where we live and come and talk to us there because that's just creepy however find <laughs> us on social media where can they find you on social media they can find me at discord where i'm hydrophilic attack or they can find me on tco where i'm hydro underscore attack or they can find me at twitter where i'm at hydro underscore attack what about you captain I'm not as easier to find where my I don't have the same username for everything. <laughs> um, on Twitter, I'm uh, run as to win, um, or as my neighbour says, like, why is your username run as run as to win? <laughs> um, <laughs> so run as to win, or I'm like Instagram and Twitter. That's kind of my general username on most social media uh, places. I'm on Twitch with uh, the Captain's Deck, and the same with YouTube. Uh, but I'm on um, Discord as the Captain in Elite um, Speech TH three C A P seven A one N. Yeah, you basically made yourself completely ungoogleable uh, with that name. <laughs> I know, which is which is a shame. Which doesn't really help the fact that I need, you know, my my channel needs to be out there and find, be able to be found. But never mind, you know, we live and we learn. <laughs> um, good night, everyone, and uh, cool. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back in uh, either two or three weeks for the big episode, half century episode fifty. Um, good night, everyone. Forge on a prosper. Glory to Mars. Thank you.